season one, I learned about the basics to help me understand building science. I also learned I live in a very poorly built house. Sorry for the landlord. For season two, I'm digging a bit deeper and understanding those fundamentals in real life examples. I'll learn some things, you'll learn some things, and if not, at least we'll have a laugh along the way. Gab learns, and so will you. On this episode, Gab, that's me, learns about star block retrofits, what a star block is, how this one was improved, and whether or not the retrofit went far enough. This episode, star block retrofits. Good morning. Hi, Denise. How's it going? I'm good. How are you, Peter? Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, it's uh, me, Peter, as, as usual. Um, Gab, you here? I'm here. Hi, Gab. Hello. I'm always here. <laughs> but this so. is Gab Learns. Come on. Oh, it is Gab. Oh, this is this has your name in it. Yeah, this is this, this is, is your this thing. This is my thing. Oh my god. So of okay. course, I'm here. <laughs> I see. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> Just making sure. And Denise, why don't you introduce yourself? We, I mean, people can go on the website, but we'll we'll just do it right now, so we don't they don't have to do that. Um. Who am I? Yeah, who are you? Um, I'm part of Oculus. Um, I live in Queenstown. And what do I do here? Yeah, what do you I do I don't here? know most of the time what the hell I'm doing here. I see. <laughs> but in general, trying to make some warm, dry, healthy buildings, etc. Yeah, that's the, that's the overreaching goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I usually am stuck in a lot of detail with um, what I'm doing. Yeah, cool. Nice. And uh, what do you what are you doing up here this uh, this week? Out of curiosity, not that we don't love ha- we love having you here, but I'm just curious. Always like, what's, what are you up here for? Always welcome. Yeah. Well, obviously, um, contributing to the sparkling conversations in the office. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Um, well, and um, answer some questions for Gab so she can learn about this project. We've um, had some some good um, feedback for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit different to our previous podcast where we've we've spoken about things in homes. Like concepts. Yeah, yeah. whereas this time we're going to talk about an actual project, um, which is exciting. And again, I know nothing about, so I'll just ask all of the questions and you can tell me all of the answers, Denise. So do you want to start by just, I guess in a nutshell, telling us about the project, what it is? What's and, it called? And why, why it was important. Um, so, too many questions at a time. Yeah. What's it called? Um, sure. I think it's called um, Star Blocks across New Zealand. So, these are old buildings that Housing New Zealand has um, built 40 years ago-ish. 19, what, 60s, 70s? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're all made with um, just concrete and a bit of timber framing. And they haven't really received a lot of upgrades over the years. Mm -hmm. So in 2018, they started to look out for design teams that could help them um, with the renovation of these projects across the country. And I landed on the design team for Dunedin Project and um, did some thermal modeling for them and gave them recommendations as to how they can be improved hmm. to a better standard. So just to back up for a second, these star blocks, you said they're made of uh, like precast concrete, which means they're pretty durable, I guess. Um, so they're in pretty decent condition or are they like they're falling apart or they're pretty strong, but just not very warm? Like what was the problem? So the problem, obviously, is that they didn't have any insulation because it wasn't a requirement back in the days. 
Sure. Um, they would have had some damage from uh, moisture, I suppose, within the framing and uh, possible condensation in and around window installations. Classic. And just overall not very habitable anymore for the occupants. Mm. Must have been really cold. Especially oh, in, yes. Dun- in Dunedin. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. would have not been very fun to live in. No. Cool. Okay. And so what, what did you guys end up doing? What were the recommendations? So we, we started with a desktop study on the buildings themselves. Um, with a, What's a dex- desktop study? What do you mean by that? Well, we created a, a simulation of the building itself. And so like a little 3D model? Yes. Cool. And um, basically just calculated what the energy use of the building is as, um, as it is currently constructed. Meaning like if someone has a heater in there, where all the heat goes, how it much goes out, et cetera, et cetera, or also for the sun coming in or what kind of stuff. Let's, we're taking it right down to first oh, yeah. principles here. This is, we're trying yeah, to make it nice yeah, and simple. How do you work all of that out? Well, you're, you're looking at all the external surfaces and you calculate how much heat goes through those surfaces and then you you add them up and then in the... Uh, sort of internal and solar gains bucket you throw in how much sunlight those buildings solar get. Solar gains? What are these words you No, use? we know. I know about solar gains. We, <laughs> okay, I learned okay, this yeah. last year. Come on. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> refer yeah. to, I think you can refer to our shading. I think probably. Yeah, shading episode for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So you've got, you know, internal gains, you've got solar gains, you throw that in one bucket and you've got all the losses through the external envelope um, components like walls, roof, um, floor, windows. And, and you those are holes in the bucket? Yeah, definitely holes. Cool. Yeah. Lots of holes. Right. Um, and then, yeah, you end up with a um, what we call a heating demand, which is the heating you need to add to the building in order to make the balance work. Yeah, right. And is this like number of heaters, size of heaters, or is this like a kilowatt hour or kilowatts, like the power that goes into it? Yeah, we're usually referring to um, kilowatt hours. Right. Um, either for the total building or per square meter. So that's quite a common. So then you could also work out financially how much they would have to, that would cost them to exactly have to right. heat that building or, or yeah. home. Yeah. If if they theoretically were able to heat it to yeah. say twenty degrees, which and is sort of a desirable it, yeah. internal temperature, yeah, yeah. So did so did the the problem arise because of the residents, like the occupants not being comfortable or being you know getting sick, or or was it more that it has in New Zealand recognised that these properties needed to be you know retrofitted or upgraded. I think there was a combination of, of um, Housing New Zealand recognising that they needed to be um, renovated just because um, they were falling apart, you know, right. in, some, in some parts. So they needed some modernisation in bathrooms and kitchens. But also the Healthy Homes Guarantees Act um, must, have, must have been kicking into effect around that time, which sure. requires that um, specific areas will now be insulated in... Cool. Yeah, have adequate things in the in the home. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so I have a question. Um, you guys did the modeling for the original before the insulation goes in. Um, do you have like a ballpark estimate or some sort of way of telling us how how many heaters or how big these heaters have to be to actually keep it at twenty degrees hypothetically? 
Um, I didn't uh, calculate the size of the heater, um, yeah. or didn't didn't give that figure to um, to the clients. But mm. I've got uh, the numbers in kilowatt hours or kilowatt hours per square meter for the original baseline model. I've got the number for um, the recommended uh, recommended improvements that mm. the the clients were looking at. Mm -hmm. I've got some numbers for what I recommended they should be doing. Mm. Um, and then I've got the number on what it actually turned out in the end. So what are these numbers? Start, <laughs> start with, the, with the before. Okay, so the before the building was even touched, we were looking at a total of 156,984 kilowatt hours in total. To get it to a healthy or comfortable 20 degrees. Yes. And that's over right. a whole year. That's over a whole year for one building um, in Dunedin. And it, per, per square meter, that was 186 kilowatt hours per square meter. Per square meter per year. Yes. Wild. Um, so the proposed improvements from the client came, uh, came through and they only wanted to look at um, redoing the roof and redoing the windows. Only those things and keeping basically raw keeping concrete. Keeping every everything else. What's um, the point? What doesn't that? That's isn't a very that, good question. Yeah. Isn't that we, we did ask that question as well. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know that I could be wrong in asking that, but you're very right, actually. For me, yeah. I'm like, why would you just do? What's the point? What's the point? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, being cold and then just putting an open jacket on. Why oh. wouldn't you do the jacket up? Oh no, it's just putting. No, no, it's just, just putting the hat on. Oh, just putting the hat on. Yeah, yeah right. Not even right. Yeah. Yeah. Hat and, 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 maybe, and maybe some gloves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But wearing nothing yeah. else. Yeah, completely naked otherwise. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Doesn't make as, a lot of sense, as right? As you would. Yeah, it makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> okay, and then how did you steer them towards something that made a little bit more sense? Um, well, I showed them, you know, what the actual operational expenses uh, could be like if they did it properly. Um, and there were a few options there. And what made the most sense from an economic point of view could have... Um, could have driven them down to about 56 kilowatt hours a square meter. From what again? Remind us. 186 so kilowatt hours. So basically less than a third. Less than a third, yeah, in terms of um, heating energy demand. Doesn't necessarily mean that the occupants are still heating their, oh, okay. their rooms, but yeah. at least it's going to be easier to maintain the it's temperature. Possible. It is possible. Yeah. And, and how did you, what were your recommendations to achieve that? Well, for the construction systems um, with the concrete, um, I was pushing for external insulation for the concrete mm -hmm. because um, there's several connection details around mid-floors and entrance areas that would have been quite difficult to insulate continuously. Yeah. So you're creating thermal bridges, which then create low surface temperatures yeah. on the inside. Again. We also know about this. I was going to say, yeah. we, we definitely talked about this We've on We've definitely some. talked yeah. about this. Yeah, so there, there is always this um, residual risk that you have uh, moisture problems in those apartments if you're not able to insulate continuously. Mm. Um, okay, so the recommendation was put external insulation. Did that happen? Unfortunately, it didn't happen for for this project, it. um, but it's um, two star blocks next to each other and um, the design team had committed to do external insulation on the next property, which will start in about a month's time. Cool. So I guess you'll have a comparison between the two to see which one's better or see which one the residents like more or what's easier to install, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we will have um, a comparison there. So this building, sorry. What did you guys do instead of external insulation? Internal, I'm assuming. 
Yes. What um, kind of insulation? So we did um, a hydrothermal analysis on the wall construction, which is uh, basically a um, analysis on whether there's a dew point issue or condensation forming within uh, a specific material built up. Yeah. And um, recommended that they're using a rigid board with an aluminium foil facing on the inside to at least minimize condensation problems that will arise behind the insulation on mm -hmm. the on the concrete and uh, provided them with some detailing around junctions to um, show that um, we can minimize but not eliminate the risk for condensation in these apartments. Cool. Windows? Windows were thermally broken, Ooh. double glazing. Um, they were generally installed um, within the line of the insulation. And uh, on site visits, we made sure that the gaps were all formed out, formed out with um, um, polyurethane foam spray and that they were airtight because there were some gaps that we needed to talk the um, construction guys through. Of course. Yeah. Because it's new, it's different. Because in North America, we fill those cracks with foam all the time. But um, it's a little bit, yeah, kind yeah. of a weird thing here. We from the developed world sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want to shame anybody. Because I love New Zealand. We, we love New Zealand. Thank We're you. Not, you yeah. too, sitting next to yeah. your fellow Kiwi here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then the roof, anything with the roof? Well, the roof was um, done as a warm roof Ooh. of... Um, the existing structure, which cool. was, um, yeah, not a battle at all. They've yeah. already committed to that early on in the... Awesome. So they had two good things, which is the warm roof and double glazing, double glazed and thermally broken windows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there's extra insulation as well, and it was done the proper way. It's not just strapped Oh, sorry. So these were the, the recommendations and these were the changes that were made. Yes. Uh, I, I thought you were saying that's what they started with. Right. No, they started only with um, roof and window yeah. cool. replacement. And then any ventilation or heating, did those go in? Well, a lot later in the project, sometime during uh, mid-last year, we started the conversation around ventilation for um, for this project and for a Wellington project. So we did a, another study on what the requirement would be just to... Um, get some hygienic air exchange, which mm -hmm. is um, sort of a minimum turnover of your internal air, just to manage a little bit of moisture and um, CO2 and, and those sort of internal air quality mm -hmm. um, properties. And ended up um, convincing the um, client to put in heat recovery ventilation units. For real. Is that That's For a balance real. system, right? Yes. Look at you. I know. Killing it. Love it. So um, we, we looked at systems that could be central within each of the units or central within the building or um, just a through wall system. Mm. So we ended up just putting the through wall systems into into the apartments. Cool. Better than nothing, but uh, probably could have been more efficient if it were a little bit more centralized? Uh, the um, through-wall units are actually quite efficient because there's no heat loss through ducting, ah, which um, in those units can be can be problematic because uh, the rises in, in all these um, parts of the building are usually not insulated or part of your thermal envelope. Mm. So they're, they're quite efficient, mm. um, but these units are also quite thick 
because they're built for like 200 to 300 mil thick walls and the walls here were only about 150 so they do stick out on the inside a little bit. <laughs> I see I see so just to just to reiterate you there's the concrete wall which is a certain thickness but you're talking about 150 inside of that concrete or the whole yeah. thing Oh. oh, the the whole wall will uh, would have been about 150, 170 thick, okay. and the uh, through wall units they all stick out about 50 to 100 mil on the inside. All oh, right. But for fresh air, that's a that's a really easy yeah. compromise, I think. Well, yeah, it will um, eliminate the need for the occupants to actually open windows during winter when you know heating is um, most required. Yeah, yeah. and um, we've talked about that too, haven't we? We have. Yeah. yeah. Just reminding So, what am I teaching you again? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just here. We're hearing about it's an exciting project. I saw I saw a thing online. I saw a LinkedIn post about it, and so yeah, yeah. I also think it is like um, it highlights that even though some of New Zealand housing stock is terrible, that there is ways that you can improve it. It's not just oh well, it is what it is. There is you know pathways in which to make them better. Yeah, yeah. Easy easy ways and hard ways. Um, and it sounds like you guys found a good kind of compromise that, you know, people can install and it wasn't too, too expensive. And uh, I'd love yeah. to know the cost difference, like the cost difference in terms of, you know, like an annual electricity bill mm. based on like the previous, how it was before. And then that would be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, like the energy went down by, I guess, two thirds. Yeah. But the thing is, this is all just theoretical because sometimes people just don't heat because yeah. you can't afford to this do so. True. Um, so now, like you're, what you're comparing is... It's having, not like for like, yeah. Yeah, like you can have a, a healthy, warm home now mm. and it's a reasonable price, whereas before it was cold and wet, but still, I mean, just sometimes heated kind yeah. of thing. Is that is that kind of what happened, Denise? What yeah, I mean, Housing New Zealand or Kangaora will, um, will foot the bill for the ventilation system. Ooh, nice. Um, because it's part of the moisture control um, moving forward. Yeah. So it just runs and the resident doesn't have to pay for it. Yes. Oh, wow. wow. That's really cool. And it's a, it's a win-win, really, because they don't have to, you know, replace things because of mold and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and don't have, won't have to um, use heating devices as much or as often. Yeah. That's, that's right, yeah. Cool. And here, just reading the, the feedback from the occupants in, in the article is just... Um, yeah, a great way to see how our work can actually impact people's lives. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I think, like, um, I when I first started with Oculus, I didn't realise the impact that a house could have on someone's home. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the, that a house could have on someone's health. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. Any last thoughts? Let's do more of it. Yeah, let's change all of New Zealand. Right? <laughs> I mean, basically, this is just like, it's a template. It's a it's yeah. showing that it's possible. Yeah, Even exactly. on an old building from the 1960s, toss some insulation, put some ventilation, put some heating, and then you're good. You can take it even to the next level and go all the way to passive house. <whistles> yeah. They didn't have the appetite for that. It was a little bit too scary. It was still a bit too scary, but yeah. um, I'm working on a project at the moment that Ooh. will be a passive house renovation cool. Cool. and could be a template to be used on more buildings. Another star block or a smaller house or what? No, it's a small residential house. I see. Cool. Sounds good. Well, we'll probably Maybe we can do a podcast on that. I think so. Maybe <laughs> video this time? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well. And you can get on the tools too. Yeah. <laughs> <Maybe>. Why not? Why not? <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Denise. Thank you. Thanks, guys. 
Thanks for stopping by and learning with us. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe and tune in next week. If you want to learn more, find us on Instagram at pink.moose. Check out our website, Oculus, that's O-C-U-L-U-S-L-T-D.co.nz and join the conversation on LinkedIn. Be like me, be curious and always keep learning. Having a healthy home can be easy if you know what questions to ask. Learn more next time with me on Gab Learns.